Welcome to Rigo's Business Review, where we bring you the latest in leadership, business, and tech. I'm your host, Carl Rigo. Join us each week as we share unexpected insights and underreported stories from the world of business to inform, uplift, and inspire, and make you think. Hello, and thank you for joining us for the podcast. This is episode eight, which incidentally, if you turn that number on its side, makes the infinity symbol which reminds us all that we are far greater than our circumstances. In this episode, we'll review sightings of green shoots, and in the executive suite, we'll explore how to make the most of them in terms of choosing a business strategy. But first, a bit of inspiration. In ancient Rome, March was the start of the new year, and today, many cultures around the world continue to hold feasts and celebrate festivals and holidays to mark the March equinox. Who's ready for a fresh start? I know I am. Well, it's here. Can you feel it in the air? A walk in any park in the Northern Hemisphere will reveal birdsong and trees in bloom and flowers beginning to blossom. How inspiring. How can we make this feeling last? Good question, which reminds me of something the famous sales and motivational speaker Zig Ziglar said. Uh, Zig, by the way, was number one in a sales force of 3,000 and was number two in a sales force of 5,000 salespeople. And he was renowned for his stories and sense of humor. He was once asked, Zig, motivation, is that permanent? He said, well, no, but then again, neither is bathing. So we need it every day inspiration. Indeed, our very spirit is renewed by the renewing of our mind. So to make the most of this fresh start, let's be sure to greet this new beginning with a renewed mind. Why is this important? Because as scriptures of antiquity say, we shouldn't pour new wine into old skins. So we don't want to walk into this new reality with our same old perspective. Okay, so how then can we renew our minds? One simple way is to choose your focus. Choose what you will focus on. But what if you're stuck in a rut and not really feeling up to it? Okay, well then you need something that's called a pattern interrupt, as the NLP practitioners say, those who are skilled in neuro-linguistic programming. So a pattern interrupt is something that disrupts your existing pattern. So something like exercise, as they say, motion creates emotion. So if you're feeling stuck, if you need a new mindset, heart set, exercise is good, as is playing some upbeat music and or some listening to some some funny stories humor is always good any of those things can help release you from being in a rut and once you're released from that then you choose your focus and then as tony robbins says uh, it's important to choose your focus because what you focus on and what you make it mean determines how you will feel and how you feel determines what you will do and what you'll do determines basically your whole life right so this, this month and this season is one of renewal. So what, what might we choose to focus on? Well, for example, I, I like to start my day with a grateful attitude and a simple mantra, something like, I am optimistic, expectant, and cheerful. You could also choose a poem like this one to honor this new beginning. This poem is called Salutation to the Dawn by Kalidasa, who is regarded as the greatest poet and dramatist in the Sanskrit language. Now here is Salutation to the Dawn. 
Look to this day, for it is life, the very life of life. In its brief course lie all the verities and realities of your existence, the bliss of growth, the glory of action, the splendor of achievement. For yesterday is but a dream, and tomorrow is only a vision. But today, well lived, makes every yesterday a dream of happiness, and every tomorrow a vision of hope. Now isn't that uplifting? We continue with news of green shoots. The FT reports that Joe Biden's $1.9 trillion U.S. stimulus program will boost the economic recovery from the coronavirus pandemic around the world, according to the OCD, which upgraded its outlook for global growth. The organization said it expects a stronger rebound from last year's historic recession than it previously forecast in November, mainly because of the rapid rollout of COVID-19 vaccination programs in many countries and the increase in U.S. stimulus spending. And helpfully, Reuters reports that this program is expected to be signed off by the president as legislation later this week. The U.S. also had a very positive jobs report, which had showed U.S. hiring roaring back in February with 379,000 new jobs created as COVID cases declined. And here in the U.K., anecdotally, my agents tell me that full-time executive search has picked up and there are a number of headhunters who are actually hiring other recruiters to handle the increased volume. Also here in the UK, the Chancellor announced that the government would increase pandemic spending to 480 billion pounds, including an extension of the furlough program through September. Looking further abroad, China continues to function well as an economy and they have had the the virus well under control for, for quite some time now, which supports their economic activity and their contribution to the global economy. And in terms of leading indicators, the New York Times reports that, as we all know over the last year, lockdowns and social distancing had a dramatic negative effect on companies that rely on people gathering and moving around. Those firms were hit particularly hard. Well, in recent weeks, many of these companies have said that they see signs that people are preparing to go out again to the office, on vacation, and elsewhere. So a rebound may well be on its way. For example, in the clothing industry, urban outfitters and anthropology have reported that they are selling more of what they call, quote, going out type apparel. And in the UK, in terms of concert tickets, Live Nation said they're feeling more optimistic than they were a month ago when they recently released nearly 200,000 tickets for summer music festivals in Britain. They sold out in days. Also in terms of cruise bookings, Royal Caribbean told investors recently that they recorded a 30% jump in new bookings this year compared with the last two months of 2020. A large share are people over 55 who are counting on being vaccinated soon. And another leading indicator is, in terms of gym memberships, January marked the first month that Planet Fitness saw a net increase in memberships since the pandemic began. So that all sounds promising.
All these green shoots are signs that we're in a time of renewal, especially as we're in the, in the spring season. So what is our approach to take advantage of that as business people? If we're not on the front foot as we emerge from this hiatus, then other market players who are can seize the initiative and leapfrog us. So how do we go about setting and implementing an appropriate strategy? That's the topic of our business advice segment, the executive suite. This clip originally aired on the Workplace Radio Show on Resonance 104.4 FM in London. I'd like to thank my colleague NND, who is the producer of that program. And now, join us in the executive suite. Today, I'll be providing an introduction to business strategy, development, and implementation. What is strategy? Why is it important? Strategy has been described as the fit between an organization and its environment. It is what helps you go from where you are today to where you'd like to be. So the strategy is the mechanism to get you there. It's about deciding where do we play and how will we win. When you're thinking about your strategy, it helps to begin with the end in mind. So really, you want to start with your why. What is the purpose? Why does your business exist? What do you want to achieve? And then how? So begin with that. That's the vision. That is where you want to end up. And then when developing a strategy to get you there, you want to consider the three main elements that to look at are the three C's. Customers, company, and competitors. So for example, you want to examine each area. When you think of your customers, you want to think about who are they, which part of the market do you want to target, what do they want. And then when you're thinking of your company, you want to think, what do you want to be famous for? What can you offer? So what are your, what are your capabilities and expertise? And what is the financial situation and cost structure that you have? When looking at your competitors, you want to identify who they are, how many there are, the relative strength, their offer and their approach. And then you want to look at other external factors such as industry regulations and things like that. So once you've examined the situation, you'll then want to develop the strategy by deciding where to play. So i.e. you want to choose a target market, a particular customer group. So maybe you want to target small business owners in professional services, or maybe you want to target single mothers. Just be clear on which part of the market you want to target. And then you want to choose your positioning for that market. So what do you want to be famous for in the eyes of the, that particular group of people? So once you've selected the target market and chosen your positioning, you can then develop your offer, which product you want to have, and then set your price, and then you can get ready to roll it out. And before you do, before you implement the strategy, there are five tests of a good strategy. This comes from strategy guru and Harvard Business School professor Michael Porter. Porter defines a strategy as the company's distinctive approach to competing and the competitive advantages on which it will be based. So he says there are five tests of a good strategy. One is that it has a unique value proposition. So what customers, which needs, and at which price. The second is that it has a, a different and tailored approach to delivering those services. Thirdly, the, the company has chosen what not to do. There are trade-offs when making strategic decisions. Fourthly, the activities in the strategy fit together and reinforce each other. And fifth, that there is a continual improvement element to the strategy. So once you're satisfied that your strategy meets those criteria and you've decided on your priorities and have allocated resources, you're ready to implement, which is where the rubber meets the road. There are four key factors to consider here. They are decision rights, information flow, motivators and structure. And by far the two most important are the decision rights and information flow. So that means firstly, 
Everyone has a good idea of, this, of the decisions and actions for which he or she is responsible. And secondly, important information about the competitive environments gets to headquarters quickly. Those two factors are twice as impactful as the other factors in determining the success of the strategy based on research from Harvard Business Review and Bain and Company. Now remember, culture will eat strategy for breakfast, as Peter Drucker famously said. So there are other sorts of hurdles that may come up while you're implementing, such as cognitive hurdles, resource limitations, motivational challenges, and political challenges within the business. So you'll, you'll want to be mindful of those. It's also very important to set and track certain metrics because what gets measured gets managed. So you'll want to set some metrics, so financial and non-financial metrics, so that you will see how, how the strategy is performing in the market. We want to make measurable progress in reasonable time. So you follow a simple plan, do, review cycle, and you feed the lessons learned back into the business for the next iteration. After that, it's onwards and upwards. Lastly, I have a resource I'd like to recommend. It's Harvard Business Review's 10 Must Reads on Strategy, especially Michael Porter's seminal articles called What is Strategy? and the five competitive forces that shape strategy. And that's the view from the executive suite. Thank you for listening. That's all for this episode. Tune in next time for the latest insights and hidden gems from the world of business. In the meantime, we'd love to hear from you. For any feedback, suggestions, or questions you'd like us to cover, you can email us at krego at lxauk.com and on LinkedIn at karl-rego. Until next time, onwards and upwards. And thank you for listening. Rigo's Review, signing off.